In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. You know him, you love him. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We're both from 92.3 The Fan. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Um, talking Browns football, talking NFL football, talking about everything that we think you're talking about around town and uh, with a little bit more insight, we hope. So, um, Daryl, let's start off with this. The Cleveland Sports Awards were uh, held earlier this week, and, you know, you you got a chance to go. You got a chance to mingle and schmooze and do all the things all the big wigs get to do. Tell me a little bit about Cleveland Sports Awards. Yeah, Joe, Joe Thomas has a future in emceeing. Uh, he was a fantastic host. Uh, he, you know, played the hits, told all the stories that everybody wanted to hear from Billy Manziel to Peyton Manning calling to recruit him to uh, not recruit him, but to basically beg him <laughs> to come protect his blind side in Denver. So, you know, another fantastic night, uh, you know, as we get you, you kick this thing off here, Andy, quick tip of the cap to the, the Greater Cleveland uh, Sports Commission. They do such a great job with that event. It was the, the 23rd one of those. We can't say, I guess, 23rd annual because their pandemic paused it for a bit. And it, before it's still it resumed, annual. You know, last year. But, yeah, it was the, the 23rd uh, Greater Cleveland Sports Awards. Nick Chubb did not win Pro Athlete of the Year. Uh, that went to Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians, their all-star third baseman. Kind of really hard to argue against that, even though Nick Chubb had himself uh, a career year. Jared Allen of the Cavaliers uh, was also nominated. Um, you know, Ted Ginn Sr. received the Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, honoring not only his uh, achievements on the football field, uh, leading the Glenville Tar Blooders, who won their first state championship this past fall, first uh, state championship for a Cleveland high school as well uh, in history, but also his work uh, with these young men off the field. Um, and it was, you know, eye-opening to read. Uh, you know, when you see over a hundred scholarships, college scholarships that you know he has helped kids attain over the years that's a bit of a you know a, an eye-popping number so it was great to catch up with him Jim Tressel uh, former Ohio State head coach uh you know got to uh, talk with him which was great so yeah just an overall great night a couple former Browns were there saw Phil Taylor I hadn't seen him in years so it was great seeing him Joe Hayden stopped by man does that guy know how to dress we definitely got to talk about that uh, Joe Jaravicious, his daughter uh, was up for one of the awards. She didn't end She's up. She's an incredible uh, volleyball player. Yeah. She really is. Uh, didn't ultimately end up winning, but it was great to talk to him. But yeah, I mean, Joe Ty, look, it's it's uh, 2023 is the year of 73, right? This is Joe right. Thomas's year. Hosted the sports awards. In two weeks, we're going to find out if he's a Hall of Famer or not. Well, he's a Hall of Famer in my book, but we'll find out if he's an actual pro football Hall of Famer. Uh, and then uh, assuming that happens, we're going to have all the buildup to the ceremony in Canton. The Browns are going to play in the Hall of Fame game. The players are going to hate them for a few weeks because that means they got to get back to work a few weeks earlier and play in the Hall of Fame game. So, yeah, it's just, it, was a, it was a fun, fantastic night. And uh, like I said, Greater Cleveland Sports Commission does a fabulous job with that every year. So, Daryl, um, a uh, couple things just talking about the Cleveland Sports Awards. So, I have a couple questions for you too because I did not have the opportunity to go. But first of all, talking about Ted Ginn and the, you know, you, you, you talked about the boys. 
uh, and the fact that Glenville won a state championship this year. And who knows if they would have had a kicker when they were division one, uh, they probably would have had a couple more state championships. But um, I think the other thing that sometimes gets overlost, and I don't know if Ted talked about this at all last night, but football is a big part of his life, but coaching girls track is another gigantic part of his life. And you should see the, I mean, he glows when he talks about, you know, how he, not only young men, but young women and, you know, just making sure that the, the kids uh, that he and the lives that he's touched have a, have an opportunity and get a chance. And, you know, you think about the van that he would take to drive, you know, kids from Glenville or anywhere else in, in the Cleveland city schools, around so they were have the opportunity to be seen by some of these big division one schools i gotta tell you i have a huge problem with the fact that a lot of the cleveland public schools have to play their games um after school that, that that's that bothers me i think it's wrong in a lot of ways uh it, you know a lot of those kids parents can't go because they're working during the day um and i think it's a competitive disadvantage for a lot of those kids but ted has figured out a way to work through it glenville plays majority they're not you know their games at night um, but, you know, you take a program like Rhodes, who I had a chance to watch this year. Uh, they were able to uh, play a couple night games as well. So I, 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 I feel for those kids because I think there's something to be said about playing high school football at night on a Friday night. And, you know, you got your chance to be on, I don't know, for whoever was still watching any other than Fox 8. I don't really know that anybody's doing um, Channel 3 does a couple games, but um, Fox 8 really kills it when it comes to high school football on Friday nights and, you know, to give those kids a chance to try to make that show and have people talk about them on the air. So I, I, I look at that situation. I, I find it interesting, but Ted has done such a tremendous job in just strengthening our community and making people aware of things that are going on and putting Glenville on the map and, you know, congratulations to them for their state championship and all, all the hard work that he's done, but he's done a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work that I think a lot of people don't know about. And I, whenever I get the chance to talk to him, I always talk about the glow he has when he talks about his girls' track teams that have been phenomenal throughout the year. So that was special. I, let me just ask you this basic question. Is this the second time they were at the field house? I, I can't remember. Yes. I, it, it traditionally it was, was last year. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this was the second time that they were at the field house. I'm just curious because I didn't have the chance to go last year or this year. Um, it's interesting to look at it um, through clips and things because it looks empty, but I'm assuming that the floor is – is filled the same way it was when they were at the Renaissance. It's, yeah, I mean, it's spread out. You can breathe there. You're not on top of each other. Uh, and just everything's so accessible, right? I mean, the Renaissance is a beautiful hotel. Their ballroom is gorgeous. Um, but it's a tough place to get behind or, you know, behind the scenes to move around. Like for somebody like myself. Like a pre-party uh, here. Kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, available. And uh, whereas the field house is just so expansive and, and that. And uh, so I love the fact that they're at the field house. Now, I want to touch on something, though, you said about Ted Ginn. Mm -hmm. He really lit up when I asked him about just what you were talking about as far as helping these kids. Yep. You know, and um, and as he put it, service. It's to him, it's service. Um. And it the Cleveland needs just a massive infusion of cash. And that's why when I, I see people mocking development plans for like downtown or neighborhoods and stuff like that, it's like you know like you gotta understand 
if you live in the suburbs and you're coming into Cleveland and and you're complaining about the condition of the roads or if there's you know trash on uh, on the sidewalk or you know downtown Cleveland Lions does a great job trying to keep downtown clean as well as up safe. There's only so much they can do. Like you you need tax dollars. You need it. You need income and residential tax dollars to keep the city afloat. And when people don't live in the city, everyone's living outside, right? And in their own suburban communities and stuff, you know, it it's it's taxing on the the school system and and the you know the extracurricular activities and and you know arts and you know stuff like that that always get cut from budgets that are that are tight. And the, and to me, like those are just such essential programs for kids. Um, and I just, in the face of all that adversity to see what Ted Ginn senior has been able to accomplish is it's just incredible. And there just are not enough accolades for somebody. And this world needs so many more Ted Ginn seniors in it and, and not just Cleveland, but just all across the country, you know, people that, you know, uh, are I mean, because you you have guys that I mean, he still talks to his guys in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like he still counsels them. That's what he means. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's so much more than football to him, right? That, I mean, he's he's like life. a yeah, he's like extended family to the the. And you know, the other thing too that uh, you know people forget about is that he beat pancreatic cancer. Do you know how yes. hard that is? And you know, there was a time when. Man, I was praying for him, and I think we should still pray for him every day because, you know, what he does in the community. And, and I mean, do, do you know how hard it is to beat pancreatic cancer? It doesn't happen. And, yeah. Ted, there's an angel looking over him, and uh, I think he knows it, and he appreciates it, and tries to give yeah, back. Yeah, he said last himself. night that, you know, I have more work to do. That's why I'm still here. It's true. It's true. I truly believe that. And so, all right, Daryl, I, I do want to talk more about the Cleveland Sports Awards because there's some Browns uh, stories that are going along with that. Plus, we've got the NFL playoffs and we've got um, some other things we want to talk about when it comes to your Cleveland Browns. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Back after this.